Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I wanted to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As a part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. You can check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. All right, folks, your Cleveland Browns defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-22, to and your Cleveland Browns are the sixth seed in the AFC going into the playoffs, and they will face the Pittsburgh Steelers in the wild card round. Woo, take a deep breath, folks. It is a Browns victory, 24-22, and I'm going to be really blunt with you. This is another victory pod, and you can miss me with all that negativity. Yes, that game did not go the way we wanted it to. Did it not go the way we expected it? It did not go the way that many people who went to betonline.ag hoped it would go, but in the end, your Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs. And even just a little side nice note, your Cleveland Browns would have made the playoffs even if there wasn't seven people getting into the playoffs because they are the sixth seed this year. Again, who knows how that's changed things for anybody. But 24-22 went down, came down to a two-point conversion in a game that wasn't pretty. Uh, if we can just be really honest about that, it's not about being down, but it's just the reality of a game that just wasn't pretty but let's look at some stats again the Steelers didn't really run the ball very well 9 of 37 for James Conner Dobbs had two runs for 20 yards McFarlane had five for 17 Benny Snell three for 10 obviously we can make all of the statements as we go through this about who was missing Pouncey for their offensive line uh, was out but they have not been able to run the ball very well all season Mason Rudolph threw a bunch of balls up So 22 for 39, so a little over 50%. I'm not going to do the math on it, Uh, but 22 of 39, so 17 incompletions, 315 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Dobbs was four of five for a total of two yards. But with Mason Rudolph, I think the really interesting thing was the Browns' limitations on the outside were very, very clear. They were not able to... Um, have enough guys deep, uh, and they didn't adjust to the fact that Mason Rudolph was basically throwing 
either back shoulder throws or fades on the outside, something Jake Burns talked about uh, on Twitter uh, throughout the game. And I think even before the game is, you know, deep balls is really what Rudolph was good at. And there were so many times that the Browns did not have a deep safety, uh, had had their corners playing in phase uh, or playing trail uh, with the Steelers. And so even though the Steelers didn't have Big Ben and didn't have, you know, their entire defense, they did have their wide receivers. They did throw them out there uh, for the whole game. And so Claypool, uh, 11 targets, only five receptions, but 101 yards for a touchdown. Deontay Johnson, three for 96. So you're hearing some interesting things. There are a lot of deep balls, right? Except for Juju Smith-Schuster, he did have a long of 26, but he was six for 65 and a touchdown. And so, um, again, they're, they're good receivers. They're big-time receivers. We're making big-time plays. And they were making them down the field against third, fourth, and fifth, and 17th string cornerbacks for the Cleveland Browns. And to be honest, depending on where they place uh, the Browns-Steelers game, we don't know if Denzel Ward will return. Uh, believe B.J. Goodson will be able to return. It depends on health. Uh, and then just hopefully this uh, <laughs> this week goes smoothly for the Browns. So that's on the Pittsburgh side. Basically, it was all Mason Rudolph throwing YOLO balls. If you don't know what YOLO means, you're one of my older listeners, and I appreciate you because you're old like me. But uh, YOLO is you only live once, and so those are balls just thrown up in the air. They're 50-50 balls sometimes, but in general, it's, it's assuming that their top receivers, which they had all of them, are going to be better than the Browns' backup, backup, backup cornerbacks, uh, and that even then there's nobody playing really that deep middle or deep uh, halves of the field. They didn't play a lot of that kind of cover, too, with the the safeties behind uh, to kind of protect that deep ball. That's where uh, Jabril Peppers playing angel position could have come in handy, but that's pretty much the Steelers' offense was literally, all right, just throw it up there, see what happens. And they did, and they did it time and time again against some of the, probably the worst position group on the Browns today, right? Uh, Jacob Phillips made some plays at linebacker. Sione Takitaki is sometimes in position to make plays. Mac Wilson missed a bunch of tackles, but at least was in position at times, slowed some guys down for the rest of the team to make uh, the tackle. Really, I would say the cornerbacks were the Browns' worst uh, part of their team, and it showed, and that's really literally all the Steelers had on offense was a lot of throw the ball up, see what happened. On the Brown side, um, Nick Chubb, 14 carries for 108 yards and a touchdown that long of 47 early in the game. Kareem Hunt, 10 attempts for 37 yards. Um, Baker Mayfield had six carries, including the one that ended the game uh, on that nice sweep, uh, direct snap. He was running the ball all day, every day. Six carries, 44 yards, including the long of 28, which really was a huge play. And then Jarvis Landry carried the ball one time for three yards and a touchdown. On the passing side, unfortunately, a lot of people uh, are going to be focused on the Browns throwing the ball too much. But the Browns only attempted 27 passes. Baker Mayfield was 17 of 27, so again, not a great completion percentage, uh, somewhere north of 50%. I'm not going to do the math again, so there's a lot of similarities between the completion percentage for uh, Rudolph and for Baker, and I'm just not going there because that's not really why you're here. Y'all can figure out some math on your own, but only 196 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, which is obviously key. He was a little 
a little riled up. He was overthrowing some balls, a lot of things like that. So only 196 yards. Uh, Higgins, 255, one of those for 42 yards. Landry, 5 for 51. Hooper, 4 for 37, and a touchdown. Uh, he was open for another touchdown that uh, Baker tried to force it into Njoku, uh, who had uh, really good coverage from Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, Donovan's Peoples-Jones obviously went out with an injury. Kadero Hodge, 2 for 25. And Joku caught two passes as well. It's important to realize while the Steelers were without uh, a few of their star defenders, they still had Highsmith, who's a very good pass rusher. Uh, he had a sack. Uh, Avery Williamson, they brought over for linebacker. Minka Fitzpatrick, Stephen Nelson, Stefan Tuitt, Tyson Alalawalau. Uh, I didn't say that right on purpose because uh, I don't know how to say it right. Chris Wormley, they they had a lot of their guys. Mike Hilton, they had a lot of their guys that, that play a lot. Vince Williams, a lot of those guys get time, get snaps. So they weren't playing pure, pure backups. Again, whether that excuses anything for you or not, that is where we are at on the Brown side. Uh, obviously, they had the interception by MJ Stewart. Uh, zero sacks. Um, they were... They just were not getting any pressure. Miles Garrett does not look like he has a lot of energy or a lot of burst. And we do know that COVID-19 has some long-lasting impacts. We don't want to really start to go too deep into what they could be for Miles. Um, but the reality is, is we know they've been very dangerous for a lot of people, as well as just long-term, you know, takes a while to get back from. And so we'll see, you know, can Miles do that? Can can he come back? Can he be the dominant player he is? He was going up against Villanueva who is their starting left tackle. He is a good, not great left tackle. Uh, But that was the game, right? The game was really that, um, you know, they didn't have a ton of big plays in the passing game. uh, And that's all the Steelers really had, right? 22 of 39 for 315 yards, 22 completions, 315 yards. It tells you there was a lot of deep balls, 41, 47, 26, um, probably a few, a couple others that could have been a little bit over 20 yards. So that is where we are at looking at the game. I'll tell you what I think it means as well as looking a little bit ahead uh, here in just a second. But first, let me talk to you about Indeed. 2020 is so over. We're done. We're over with it. And your Cleveland Browns have made the playoffs in the first time since forever. 2020, it shaped how we worked and it's carrying over to the 2021. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. And you can contact them the moment you sponsor your job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you you do. So make sure you go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire for some of the best offers you can possibly get. Again, that's Indeed.com slash Blue wire. So here's what I think it means, folks. Your Cleveland Browns are 11 and 5. Your Cleveland Browns are 11 and 5. And so while making the playoffs is one thing, right? Obviously, that's awesome. Uh, you're really going to decide to focus on one thing or another, and or maybe both. But the Cleveland Browns are 11 and 5, made the playoffs. And yeah, this game was pathetic. The Jets game was pathetic that they lost it. You know, the Browns could be 12 and 4. Um, and 
you know, they would lost the tiebreaker to the Steelers, but you probably would have felt better about the team. Um, you would have felt better about the team if this was against Ben Roethlisberger and the rest of the guys. But in the end, I want to be really honest. The What it means is the Browns are 11-5 and five and they've made the playoffs. And this is a stepping stone, right? This, we, Jake and I talked about it. Fred and I talked about it. Steven and I have talked about it. We've talked about it here on the pod. Making the playoffs is the first step. And it doesn't matter how you get there. You got to get there. And now... Can they do something, right? To be honest, of the options, the Steelers, the Titans, or the Bills, the Steelers were the team I would rather play. Now, is that smart? I don't know. We never know, right? We just never know. Yes, the Browns have already beaten the Colts uh, and the Titans, so either one of them that are the AFC South representative, you would say, well, shouldn't they go to them? You know, honestly, I just don't think the Steelers are that good. I know they gave the Browns a hard time, but here's what I want to say to you guys that should give you hope. Should. Now, whether you think it's arrogance, whatever you want to think of it, it should give you hope. I don't really think the Browns, I think the Browns played this kind of like it was a preseason game. And what I mean by that is you did not see a lot of interesting. You didn't see a lot of different, uh, unless I missed it. I did not see one single screen and I think I saw two or three bootlegs now whether that's because of the Steelers and how they play their odd man front and you know play Highsmith outside because that's actually where uh, they got one of their pressures was was on one of the boots you know I don't know but the reality is is I think the Cleveland Browns and Kevin Stefanski planned this game and believe they should be able to win the game with a vanilla game plan Because Kevin Stefanski believes that the Cleveland Browns are going to make the playoffs. Kevin Stefanski believed that the Browns would possibly play the Pittsburgh Steelers the next week and decided to go in this direction. Here's the thing. Many people would say, yeah, that's great, Jared, but then the game was close. What happened then? Well, the reality is they they practice certain plays. They have certain plays in mind. They, They don't really... Most NFL teams don't really like to go back and try to do something that they didn't really practice or prepare for or or whatever. That is not stylistically what uh, coaches like to do. It's not what teams like to do. So they stuck with what they were doing. And in the end, it worked. I know it doesn't feel like you want it to feel, right? You guys all, me, we all wanted them to put a 50-burger up, right? Or we wanted it just to be a dominant game so you could have felt more comfortable. But in the end... I do believe Kevin Stefanski and the coaching staff did what they felt was safest for them. And the best example of that was that nice uh, sweet play to Baker Mayfield to end the game, right? The last play is Baker Mayfield, uh, besides kneeling down, Baker Mayfield to the right for three yards with, I think Kareem Hunt was out and blocking in front of him, pulled a guard, all of that kind of stuff. That was the last play that that got the Cleveland Browns to 11-5 and into the playoffs. I think it is apropos that that was the last play because they played it safe. There's no handoff. There's no pitch. There's no thrown ball. It is hike the ball, let Baker Mayfield run and get, he only needed a yard and he got three. Let that happen. Make sure he stays in bounds and move on. I guess he didn't even really need to stay in bounds and then move on to the playoffs and go from there. The real question now in the playoffs is when does this game get scheduled? Uh, there is some belief 
uh, and I'm not saying I know for sure yet, that Denzel Ward could be back for Sunday's game. Not sure about for a Saturday game. And then, you know, everybody else, BJ Goodson, contact tracers, you know, I'm not going to pretend. There was just so many things, right? Like Bill Callahan, not having your offensive line coach, you nobody outside of even me I don't we don't understand how important that is especially Callahan who really helped Kevin Stefanski see how the line is playing see how the the defense is play, the defensive line is playing the offensive line he sees all that stuff understands all, all that stuff and gets to focus on it the reality is is today JC Treader was the offensive line coach I know you could listen. Kimberly Martin shared it before the game. J.C. Treader was going to have the the iPad or the Surface or whatever was going to be running through that stuff. Uh, I don't even know the name of the general assistant. Um, unlike uh, Callie, who has done a really good job. Gosh, I hope I had her name right. Uh, I just started to say it, and I was like, "Do I have her name right?" Um, I do. Callie Brownson. Um, Unlike her, she's been involved in a lot of things. I don't even know the other dude's name. Uh, obviously, I didn't know Callie's very, very well there. But the reality is the offensive line coach being out was a big deal. That's all. I'm, and listen, you guys know I just kind of do this podcast the best I can, straightforward, right to you, so I can get it to you, hopefully by 4.30 today. Your Cleveland Browns are 11-5. and five. They face the Pittsburgh Steelers next week in Pittsburgh. And I don't think they showed much of anything this week on purpose. And then the hope is that the Browns get their guys back and that the Steelers don't. And I know that's very selfish. I hope everybody is healthy. I hope Joe Hayden is healthy. I hope, you know, I don't, I obviously nothing's official, uh, but I hope Eric Ebron is healthy. I hope all those people are healthy and just can't play. Right, that for whatever reason, you know, all the the tracing and all that stuff that that the the Steelers deal with what the Browns have been dealing with for the last couple weeks. That's my hope um, and that everybody stays safe. But the Browns will lay it all on the table next week. They will have every possible play that you have never seen, that no one has ever seen. They will have five of those, I think. I think the Cleveland Browns will be a completely different team next week than the one that you saw this week. Probably you're going to see a Cleveland Browns start the way you saw against the Tennessee Titans. I don't think the Cleveland Browns played this game to dominate. I think the Cleveland Browns played this game to win the game, and they did. 11-5 and with a 24-22 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, and your Cleveland Browns, 11-5, and are going to the playoffs, are the sixth seed in the AFC, and they're facing the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's time to right some wrongs, folks. It's time to turn the, turn the tide. And I'll be very honest with you. By the time this game rolls around, depending on all the COVID stuff, I will believe, I feel very strongly that I will start to believe that the Cleveland Browns can beat the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, despite a game that ended 24-22 on a two-point conversion and a game that was not played well. The reality is it's also why I think you saw Nick Chubb on the sideline pretty often. It's why he didn't get six or so more carries. 14 carries for him, even though he was running the best. 10 carries for Hunt. Again, very vanilla, no screens, very few boot action plays. All of that stuff tells me the Cleveland Browns were preparing for the playoffs and just wanted to win this game, needed to win this game. Whatever term you want to use, that is how they played it, and it worked out. If it hadn't worked out, I would have been calling it out right here, right now. 
but it did. So your Cleveland Browns are 11-5, face the Pittsburgh Steelers next week as the sixth seed in the AFC with a chance to do something about it. See what happens, folks. That's what we, we're here to make the playoffs. Let's see what happens from here. And after that, it's about building. It's about saying, we're a playoff team, free agents. Let's go, right? It's about saying to players who want to be traded, we're a playoff team. Come our way. We got you. We're going to take you to the next level. You're going to take us to the next level. That's what it means. Your Cleveland Browns, victory week, folks. Victory Monday. Do your dance. Do your celebration. Enjoy this and get ready for Pittsburgh when it's for real, for real, in the playoffs. And for many of you, it's the first time in your lifetime. So welcome aboard, kids. It's time to go. Oh, and then I have to end with Bet Online because I almost forgot. See how that happens sometimes. The NBA is back in action, and the football is heading into the playoffs, just like your Browns. The Browns are heading to the playoffs. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win the season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses. Yep, the NBA season opening bonuses. Or you can call it the playoff opening bonuses. I don't care. Today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Folks, we'll talk all week. We'll get prepared. We'll try to figure it out. We'll try to talk it out uh, with our experts at the EOBR. And, and again, maybe I'll try to get my guy Noah on, talk a little bit about the Steelers and what's for real and what's not about them. We'll see what happens. All right. And as always, please take care of yourself. Take care of others and go your playoff bound Cleveland Browns.